Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Hey, Riverside Church, how are you all doing this Sunday? We're so glad you joined us. Now's the time to share this link with somebody, text a family, text a friend, let them know, hey, come to church with us. It's such a blessing to have all this technology and for us to be able to reach people and to extend our arm. You know, there's no limits with God. There are absolutely no limits. But we are coming to the end of hopefully what we call this pandemic. And within a couple of weeks, we plan on being together with you and seeing your bright, smiling faces. Until then, we want you to grab your Bibles and just join us today in the study or just sit back and relax and just take notes or just watch us. Either way, we're glad you're here with us. I'm going to get in today to the third part of our series called Hope Reigns. We're going to be dealing with a mindset today, dealing with learning how to deal with anxiety and fear. Because I recognize that there's so many mixed emotions out there right now concerning this, uh, this opening of businesses and this time that we're in. There are some that are excited. There are some that are fearful. But God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So we're going to go to the scriptures and unveil some of these truths. And we're going to pray that this sermon, this lesson, is a blessing to you. So it's a fact. Anxiety and fear, they are relentless. But today we're going to just express the relentless power of God. Can you pray with me right now before we go into it? Just close your eyes and bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray today that everyone that's listening, everyone right now, dear Lord, that has joined us today, that you would bless them with strength, bless them with wisdom, bless us with faith. Let your word be a constant reminder in our minds that you would never leave us or forsake us. We want to be an encourager in our life. We want to be people of faith, hope, and love. We are determined that the Word of God is true and that we will live by that in our life. So today, bless this message. Bless our words in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Amen. Thank you, Haley. Thank you so much. So anxiety and fear, they're relentless, but so is God. They're probably one of the, the I'm going to say top two on the enemy's arsenal list that he uses against us. I'm going to say that anxiety and fear work together hand in hand and have been since this pandemic. When we don't check our heart for fear, or when fear goes unchecked, and it could, it could really paralyze us. It can keep us in a state of stagnation. There's a saying that goes that we can become paralyzed by our analytical mind. It's called paralysis by analysis. We can overthink something so much that it just simply cripples our spirit. And if your spirit gets crippled or hurt or filled with fear, then your body will follow suit. So dealing with this on the early stages when you feel it rising up in your heart, it's so important, especially anxiety. I don't know if you've ever had an anxiety attack before. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but it's a horrible feeling. But that's not God's will. 
God's will for our life is to be filled with peace and joy and love and a calmness that simply gives us the perspective that God has. There are so many things in the Scripture. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 says that God is so faithful that He will not allow us to be tempted beyond our own ability, that God will put restrictions on every test in our life. But as long as we allow fear and anxiety to govern our thinking, we are really, they're going to work as a contradiction in our life, and we can stop the blessings of God. We can stop them, but not being a recipient of them. While we're feared with concern and worry and anxiety, our hands are full of problems. But when you learn to trust Jesus, when you understand how much he loves us, you'll get it and your mindset will change. So the first point we want to give you today is this. God is with you. God has always been with you and God will forever be with you. Isaiah 41 and 10 says this. He says, do not, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isn't that powerful? God said, hey, listen, personalize it, if you will. I am with you. I am your God. Yeah, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who said, let there be light, and there was. The one who caused dry land to appear in a mist of water and a sea when there was no land. God said, let there be, and there was. That God, that God is able to do anything in your life. But he said, I am not just for you, I am with you. Let me encourage the new believers, if there's anyone that has just started walking with God, let me encourage you that just because problems come into your life doesn't mean that God isn't there. Just because we go through issues in our life, even as a, a, a veteran Christian, or you, maybe you've been living, living for God for maybe 20 years, 10 years, it doesn't matter. We are always going to face valleys, but we have the perspective that God's given us an aerial view in our spirit that after every valley, there's a mountaintop. After all problems, there's a victory. After every battle, there's a moment to celebrate because he will always come through for us because we have this truth that he is with us. Sometimes we read certain scriptures and it just doesn't hit us. Like, you know, I don't know if you've done that before, but I've read hundreds of scriptures and it just doesn't sink in. But when there's a certain need that I have. I'll read a scripture that I've read a hundred times. When I come back to it, it'll sink in. It'll hit me. Because that's the spirit of God working in my life. He knows what you have need of. He knows exactly where you're at, what you're doing. God has a word for you in this season. The word is, fear not. He is with you. God is always going to be with us. Other times we can read scriptures and they just never cling they never grab us, but that doesn't mean we don't read them. It's good to have them here in your brain, in your thought pro process, in your, in your thinking. I think scripture memorization is so important. I think most of the time we, we've, I think we forget about that practice. Most of the time we just read our devotion, 
but we never take notes. We never take heed or never give heed and try to let it affect and literally just sink into our hearts. We're going to challenge you today. We want you to learn to just not just hear the word, but be a doer of the word and take that word to heart. When God said, I am with you, then take it to heart. He is with you. So in your mind, you must imagine. You must use that, that power of imagination to see God with you. His eyes are on you. He knows your thoughts before they come, is what the Scripture says, from afar off. He knows your ways before you even take them. He knows what you're going to do today. He knows what you did this morning. He knows what you're going to do tonight. He knows what your plan is for tomorrow. He is with you because he cares about you. That's our God. Get that and let that sink into your mind right now. I belong to him. He belongs to me. You're one together. Isn't that good? I think that's good news. It ought to bring a sense of satisfaction, a sense of relief to know that your God is there to watch out for you, to protect you, to warn you, to guide you through any problem, any circumstance. Point number two I want to give you is this. God is your refuge. God is your refuge. Psalms 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Back in the day when people would accidentally, uh, I don't know how this happened, but it does say in the scripture, an accidental death. Well, I, I know how that happens. Things happen. Accidents happen. But when someone accidentally killed someone, there were cities that were established. These were Levitical towns that were established called cities of refuge. And by law, if anyone was after the individual who caused the accident or accidentally murdered someone, they could run or travel to these cities. And once they entered into the city, they would be safe, safe from judgment, safe, safe from the lynch mob, whoever was upset with them. And all of these towns that were established in the scripture, people recognized them and it gave them hope. It gave them a place. Well, let me tell you what happened for us, for you and I. Jesus Christ went to the cross, and he died for our sins. And the scripture says that he came and gave us a city whose builder and maker was God. I believe the kingdom of God is a city of refuge for all of us who have been guilty. There's not one innocent person that has been freed from sin on their own. But because of what he did, on the cross, we are free from our sins. We are blameless. We have, been, we have been judged by his mercy and his grace. And he's forever going to be there. And we have a safety zone. We have a hiding place in him. Listen to this. By definition, a refuge is a safe place. But when the Bible describes God as our refuge, it's saying that God himself, his presence is our safe place. The good news is, is that you don't have to travel far to be in a city of refuge. You can stand right where you are and just begin to call on his name and begin to seek his face and pray and just celebrate and worship him and the presence of God that's there. Even if you don't feel him, he is still there. That faith in him in the scripture says that he who dwells, 
in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow, that means a covering, of the Almighty. Almighty, all-powerful. That means that you are sheltered in Him, that no one can touch you. Nothing can touch you. So many people, I've heard them say this, that they are covered by the blood. That's church jargon. That's Christianese. I call it Christianese. Sometimes people don't recognize some of the sayings we have at times, but we still reflect back on them. And a lot of people still acknowledge that the blood of Jesus covers us, protects us. We walk under that sense of security. That's the security of the believer. I know I have that in my life. I know I apply that in my life. I know I pray that for my children in their life because the blood never fails. If you believe that type, amen, someone just give God a little bit of gratitude right now. He is so worthy of that, whether physically or in a spiritual sense, he is with you. God is real. There is no situation that you will ever face that is out of God's control. This is why we surrender to him. Whatever we don't surrender to God, he has no control of outside of that. I want to just, let me explain that just for a moment. We've said it so many times, God is in control, but when you read the scripture, we are the body of Christ. The, the body is what works on God's behalf. He is the head. So when the church prays, things happen. So if I want God to have full control of my life, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to align myself with the head. I'm going to, the word of God is the sole authority in our life. But I am going to surrender to that authority and I'm going to pray and I'm going to surrender to the presence of God. This causes the works of God to come through the body and we are the body. So when you want protection, we go to the head. When you want safety, we go to the head. We line ourselves up with our heavenly father. We line ourselves up in the body of Christ. The word of God is what we need every time. And point number three is God does care. God cares. God cares about everything you care about. If it's important to you, it's important to God. There isn't one thing in the scripture or one place in the scripture that exempts, exempts us from being saved. There isn't one place in the scripture that we can't go to and find peace and joy and righteousness. Philippians 4 and 6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, all thoughts in your mind, all fear, all worry, all anxiety, the Lord himself will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Not too long ago, I'd read something about Amazon Amazon did a research on all the Kindle devices that they have, that have been purchased and through their software, and they're able to keep record of all the highlighted passages and words and books. And when they did a tally and they started to look at what scripture has been highlighted the most, Philippians 4 and 6 
came out on top. Of every Kindle book that's out there, every ebook, Amazon recognized Philippians 4 and 6 is at the top when it comes to favorite scriptures. And wouldn't you know, it has to do with anxiety, worry, and fear. So there isn't one person who doesn't deal with it. We all deal with it. But the secret is, is to let God deal with it through your life. Because remember, God has no anxiety. God has no fear. The Spirit of God inside of you is strong enough. The Spirit of the Lord in your life is capable, more than capable, as long as you can get it in your mind. You can let the power, the Spirit, the peace, and the love of God be shed abroad in your heart by the Spirit of God because the only person that can restrict God's blessings, it's you and I, the one we see in the mirror. The man or the woman that we look at in the mirror is the one that can hinder our thought processes, stop the victories in our life, and put a stop and a hold on the blessings of God because we choose not to believe. But Philippians 4 and 6 says, with everything, take it to God. He cares about you. He loves you. He's going to bring it to pass. If it's his will, it will come to pass. If it's his promise, he will fulfill his promise. He will fulfill his word. So according to that data that tells me most Americans, most people, most human beings that have highlighted this scripture believe that he is the answer to our worry that the Bible has the answer. Most scholars will even say that in the Scripture, when the Apostle Paul wrote this, he wrote it while he was imprisoned. He wrote it while he was in prison, and, and it shows you what his mentality was. Paul had strength in God. He, he wasn't physically able to break through or have a prison break. I don't think he was. I think he was very weak at times because he talked about his feebleness him in much fasting and, and much need, but he was strong in his spirit, and he was able to encourage other people, and that's God's will for our life, is no matter what circumstance we're in, you and I have the responsibility to still encourage others, and I'm going to give you a secret. When you learn how to encourage other people, you will find that yourself will be encouraged that you will find yourself at a higher level of encouragement. You'll find yourself at a different place when you cast aside your worry and start helping other people, start praying for other people. If you're incapable of helping someone at the moment, that's okay because you can still pray for them. And when you start praying for other people, you're going to see your own mind shift and you're going to be encouraged and you'll possibly even forget it. Because God will give birth to something in your spirit that will cause you to become alive again and feel hopeful. I think that's a secret that we've learned throughout the years. I've learned this so, so many times. When I've been down, the best thing I can do is help somebody get back up. When I feel fearful, the one thing I need to do is help somebody who needs faith at that moment. I look for somebody to help. I want to help somebody. Because the scripture says those that water others will themselves be watered. They'll be strengthened. They'll be encouraged. Although this looks like a, just like a, a normal passage of scripture when we read Philippians, it's not. 
It came from a man who was in prison who wrote to other people, don't worry, don't worry about it at all. God knows, God cares, God will be there. He'll supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Isn't that good news? I think that's great news. I think that's so good. A life of faith will be filled with the constant challenge to risk more for risk to, to risk for some more in their life rather than themselves. I think that life is filled with faith when you care about others, when you focus on others. The outreaches that we're fixing to do and the 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 the, the ability to go out and make a difference in someone's life, that's what strengthens you. One thing that's kept my faith strong during this pandemic has been looking forward to these moments where we record the services, thinking about messages that will enlighten and encourage somebody. There's always an opportunity to help somebody. There's always an opportunity to encourage somebody, to help somebody and strengthen them. None of us are void of an opportunity. But today, right now, in this moment, we learn one thing. We can't make a difference if we don't allow God to make a difference in our own minds and our own thoughts. You're not just anybody. You are God's children. You belong to Jesus. You've been bought with his blood. You have the spirit of God inside of you. Greater is he that's inside of you than him are the problems or the circumstances that are outside in this world. And we are going to come back stronger, better than before. I've been saying this almost every service because I do believe the higher the mountain, the deeper the valley, and then there are going to be mountaintops that are going to be so big and so high we thought we could never get to, but God in his mercy will get us there. The good shepherd will help us walk through every valley to get to the mountaintops, to get to a place where we can see better and have a different perspective. I know like yourself, maybe you've flown and you looked outside the window but I've done that before, and I couldn't hardly see anybody down there at all. It's just so high. But I do know this. When I think about God, who is high and lifted up, and I think about how powerful and how much wisdom he has, and I think about all that he knows, he has a different perspective. You see, when he looks down, we can just see our problems ourselves. But when God looks down, he sees a total overview and knows that just a few more steps, if we'll take them, we're going to step into a victorious land, into a place of, 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 of promises, into a place where we're totally changed and transformed because we never gave up. We never give in. We never quit. Quit isn't a word we have in our vocabulary, but we're pressing forward and we keep moving and we keep believing because God is an able God and God promises all things will come to pass if you believe. Somebody say amen. Amen. Listen, I want to leave you with one more thought. You will always find what you're looking for. You will always find what you're looking for. So my advice to you this morning, our advice to you is, Start looking for God in every situation. Start looking for the good in things. Start looking at the scripture and finding out how did this apply to my life. The problems that we're having right now in your life, the problems that you may be facing, how can God come in and make a difference in this moment? What can I do to shift my thinking? Here's what you can do. Remember, God cares about you. Remember that 
You don't worry about anything, but you know that God has the answer. Remember that God is with you. And remember that God is your refuge. If you'll take these three points and just begin to meditate on them and keep them and apply them this week in your life, you're going to have a great week. You're going to have a great week because God never fails. So while we're here right now, let's just pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing right now. We thank you for today. We bless your your majesty and who you are and what you're going to do. But Father, we know you care. We know you love us. We know you're there for us. We know that, God, you're our hiding place, and you've sheltered some things from us. You've kept us healthy. You've kept us strong. You've provided our needs, and we're not without. And we know, God, you care about our loved ones as well, so we put them in front of you right now, and we just say, Lord, heal them and touch them. If they're infected, God, let it go away. Let it dissipate. Let it be gone, because, God, you're able to do all things. Today, today, we choose you. Today we choose you. We choose to believe in faith. We choose to believe in your power. We choose to believe in all that you're capable of doing, dear God. We will not allow anxiety and fear to ever grab a hold of our heart again as long as we hold your word in our heart in its place. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's pray for those. If you're watching right now and you've not taken that step, that one step to Jesus that you need to take in order to make him your your hiding place. If you've not said yes to him, if you've not given your life, we want to pray with you right now. So if you're watching, we want you to bow your head. Just pray with me this prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for the wrong I've done. I thought you didn't care. I didn't know you could be my refuge. But today I say yes. From this moment on, be the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior today. Forgive me of all of my wrongs. I thank you, dear God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, you can go on our website. You can find us. You can sign up. We would love to water baptize you. We would love to connect with you. So we love you today. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. Have a wonderful Sunday. Have a blessed week. God bless. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.